Welcome to the Ask for Football Army Football Show. The Army Football Show is an insider's guide for cadets, old grads, and college football fans to follow the Army team throughout their season as they seek to beat Navy and claim the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Ask for Football is brought to you by our sponsor, BuyerBarn.com. BuyerBarn.com is the world's first online platform for online sales and auctions of farm animals. That's BuyerBarn.com. Don't forget to follow Ask for Football on all social media platforms or sign up for our mailing list at askforfootball.com forward slash subscribe. Hey, welcome back to the Ask for Football Army Football Show. Uh, it's another week where we're going to be keeping it positive. Uh, I'm joined today uh, by my co-hosts, Dan and Rob. Dan is in uh, Coastal Connecticut enjoying the uh, lovely November slash October, because it's still October when we're recording this, uh, weather. And Rob is in Vietnam, North Carolina. I am in San Antonio, Texas this week. It's like 46 and rainy here, gentlemen. Like last week, it was hot. This week, it feels like I'm in Seattle. But other than the weather and uh, Army's less than stellar performance this past weekend, how are we doing? I had a great weekend. I mean, it's my wife's birthday. We, you know, we went out and did all this stuff. We went to a winery and a French bistro. And let me tell you, go to a French bistro in freaking coastal Connecticut. You cannot get out of there for under like 150, 160 bucks. Like, this is not going to occur. So it was nice. Nice. 150 hertz? That's nothing. That's like a Tuesday night. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm on the expense account with the. Uh, well, okay. You know. If the client's paying for it, then, you know. <laughs> makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Rob, how's the, the business development world in? Uh, it is interesting so i have a proposal to finish tonight and so that's always fun but uh at the at the end of the day you know some of them are easier some of them are hard mostly it's cut and paste and then a lot of editing so you know very very similar to the outlines that we do for the show but uh definitely not looking forward to tomorrow man it's supposed to be raining on halloween so like trick-or-treat is going to be you know, crushed by storms, and we had a big plan because we're having people over, and that is not going to happen. Oh, that's the I personally hate Halloween. I don't know if it's because I'm a Grinch or what, but I just... Jordan is a red shit. I just roll at 11. Well, see, like, Dan, ESPN minus over there, you're going to be... I know you're going to try to dig yourself out of that and deflect to someone... <laughs> Rob, before we get into it, we are on a timeline today. Uh, so why don't we, Rob, why don't you read our sponsor uh, for Virebart? And then Dan, why don't you kind of give us a little update on what we're doing today that makes it a little different, a little special than what we usually do. All right. All right, kids, hang on. Here we go. So we have a sponsor here at As for Football. It's BuyerBarn.com. BuyerBarn was co-founded by a class of 97 graduate by the name of Dan Robinson. Dan ran a traditional farm co-op and realized, like, there's got to be a better way to modernize farm sales and bring it to the 21st century. So he and his co-founder, Dinu, took their experience in IT management and development and built the world's first farm-to-farm online auction and sales platform. Firebarn reduces health issues through reducing overall animal owner contact. They reduce animal fraud because they have a buyer rater selling system, a fully integrated auction platform with secure payment. So you're not running around with your 45 and a bag of cash, uh, convenience to buy and sell at your own time and better market pricing because you have a much wider audience. Uh, just got dropped in the chat, buyerbarn.com. If you have any questions, go there, or you can email them at info at buyerbarn.com or biobarn.com. Let me slow down. And the last thing, of course, as always, you can go to the Ask for Football website and click on the tab. Jordan, back to you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, what are we doing today? I know it's a Monday. We normally don't record the show on Mondays. What's going on? 
Yeah, so we're recording today because tomorrow is Halloween, as you said, and we we are trying to show people what it's like to be a member of the Firsty Club and tune into the show and to be able to watch it live and comment. Um, it's, it's So it's live on Facebook and on YouTube as it normally is for our Firsties. We're also live on Twitter. What sucks about that is that you can't comment on Twitter. We won't see those comments. So if you're commenting on Twitter, like, good, I'm glad that you're watching the show over there. But we're not going to see those comments. So if you would like to interact with us, we'd love for you to interact with us. But probably the easiest way is to follow the link to YouTube. Anyway, so um, we are we are looking for sponsors. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. I, I put a Patreon commercial at the end. Perfect. All right, let's get into it. Um, football notwithstanding, gentlemen, Army sports are actually off to one hell of a start. Um, you know, in recent years, we've struggled a little bit, especially the Star Series against Navy. Um, but Army Golf took the first star of the season back October 6th. Um, Army Volleyball won their start October 7th, uh, took that match three games to one. Uh, women are 13-9 and nine overall, 10-3 in the Patriot League. 10-3 in the Patriot League is pretty damn good for the women's volleyball team. I know the traditionally struggled to be competitive. Um, that's not me being ugly. I'm just trying to be factual, but... 10 and 3, that's that's fantastic. So quarterfinals start for women's Patriot League volleyball on November 14th. Uh spread football start on October 9th. Game was on ESPN Plus, so we know Dan didn't see it. Um play running back Arthur Lavallee took over the game in the fourth quarter, sitting a 10 to 3 victory in the final minute. Spread football is now five and oh. Um, I know when I like when I was applying to the academy, sprint football was dominant. I know. In, mm-hmm. in recent years, they've had some struggles, um, i.e. not going undefeated every year. But you know, this year, 5-0, and it's pretty impressive. So they're called well uh, this Saturday and the College Sprint Football League Championship on November 12th. Uh, probably against Navy, but it's also possible that Penn will upset the squids at home. Fun fact, my cousin actually plays sprint football for Penn. So don't think he'll play. He daily. Uh, Army's, Army women's cross country won their start West Point on October 14th. Men's soccer ended a draw for the star game. Um, it seems very un-American that we're going to play to a tie, but it's soccer. It's European, so I guess that's what they do. Um, they're currently three and eight and four, which once again, they have four ties, and then one and four and three in the Patriot League postseason is probably unlikely. Uh, and then women's soccer took on their star late last Saturday. Um, the women are currently nine and six, six and two in the Patriot League. Uh, they are your Patriot League regular season champions. Semifinals are on Thursday at 5 p.m. versus Colgate. Uh, and then they might play the championship game on Sunday. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, and then women's rugby, first ever star against Navy this past Friday, 42 to 22. I oh, okay, so th- is this their first season? In- yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know what. The previous women's rugby, obviously there has been women's rugby for years, but this is the first time that, for whatever reason, a star got awarded and they got that star. I'm oh, quite sure that James could tell us why one why we had stars previously and or not, but it's probably because one of the teams was a club team. Probably. Um, so all that said, Army currently leads the star series six and a half to one and a half. Uh, men's rugby, two and three and one at Air Force this Friday and then Navy on November 10th. Uh, and then, Dan, I'll let you have this last one because I know it's near and dear to your heart. Army Swimming opened their season with strong wins over Boston University. The men won 233 to 65. The women won 178 to 122. And uh, 
And I'll just finish it off by saying that Army football formally announced that they are joining the American Athletic Conference starting next year in 2023. I'm sorry, in 2024. I don't know why I wrote that. So, uh, and that was big news. I I didn't drop that in the takes on the game. So, so that's kind of a big deal. Uh, and I know we saw some hot takes where people were saying, "Oh, Army lost to UMass. The Americans should take back their offer." Like. That's not how it works. Um, if you think that's how it works, you're incredibly short-sighted and you have no knowledge or understanding of the way college football works. I'm sorry, but that's, you know, they're, they're betting on the brand and the fan base are not betting on one down year. Um, that being said, obviously the move to the Americans is a big deal. And for a lot of people who were around in the late 90s and early 2000s, um, concerned seems to underplay some of the reactions we've seen. Um I think Rob has seen some full grow, like some men, grown men with children having like panic attacks on Twitter. Um, but besides that, gentlemen, what do we feel about Army going to the American? I'm for it. I mean, at a certain level, the decision makers of the program made the decision. And since I support the program, I support the decision. But I also think, you know, this year's schedule was like a train wreck. And mm -hmm. if we were playing an American schedule, I don't know that they'd be doing better, but I definitely don't think they'd be doing worse. So, you know, bring it on, man. Those are those are teams Army should be able to compete with. I mean, UTSA has got a decent chance of winning the American. We played them, and I remember how that game went. So, yeah, man, bring it on. I, I, are we necessarily going to win the American? I have no idea. However, it ain't going to be worse than what we've already seen. Absolutely. Rob? Yeah, look at it this way. You know, when you look at the – Air Force and Navy schedule. Air Force started the season with like 129 out of 130 in uh, college football team strength of schedule. And Navy was maybe 10 or 15 places higher than them. So going into the American, it yes, it lowers the level of competition, which is fine because you want your team to be able to compete. Like that that just makes sense, right? There's a reason why you have eight-year-olds play with eight-year-olds on kids' soccer fields, right? You're not having them play with high school kids because there's a marked difference in performance. So moving into a conference that is going to, you know, level the bubbles, it makes it easier to recruit in Texas, not to say that Army has any issues recruiting in Texas, but with the teams that you play, you're going to have a basically an at-home game because kid's going to get to go home and, you know, see his family after a long weekend if he's from Texas or Oklahoma or one of the areas that, you know, there's a heavy density of uh, American teams there. The other piece of it is, is doggone it. Who doesn't want to see Army with a conference championship banner hanging around somewhere in Mikey Stadium? I mean, I get it. I understand the, the thrill of being an independent, but if this year has taught us anything, being able to schedule things the way that they've been scheduled, the team's pretty nicked up, and, you know, it's not looking good for the rest of the season. Completely different argument, but uh, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, trying to make the past become the current and then the future. And I think that's the biggest problem that I see is like you have fans that have been watching Army for years that are going, oh my gosh, we're joining a conference and we changed the offense. Remember what happened last time, mm. you know, and completely different space, completely different thing. I got a whole lot of discussion about that. A yeah, I don't want to get you started just yet. We have a time slot for your race. Correct. But, but, at the, but, at the end of, but at the end of the day, you know, an Army team that goes eight and five and plays 13 games and wins a conference championship, I'm kind of okay with that. You know, yeah. it is what it is. And with the way that college football is shifting with mega conferences, bottom line is you have to do something to make yourself competitive in the future. It's a business decision. And, you know, I, 
Rob, you talked about you know, people going back to Texas and seeing family, stuff like that. I saw a map that showed where all of the American schools, American conference member schools are located in proximity to army installations. And it's, they're all a couple hours away. So people are going to travel. It, it's just, I, I think from a marketing perspective, it's a great move. I also think what, you know, I've, I've said this a million times this podcast, the world has changed. It is not 1998 anymore. Bill Clinton is not president anymore. Like the world has changed. College football has changed. We need to be in a conference to be competitive. And everyone's going, oh, Notre Dame's an independent. No, they're not. They might say they're an independent, but like how much, they have all kinds of deals and agreements and understandings with yeah. the ACC. And the yeah. faith no. people who are upset that we changed our office, go, oh, well, Navy's competitive, are the same ones who say, well, we shouldn't be in a conference like Navy. Like, what do y'all want? Do you want us to run the triple? Like, it, it, you can't win. And it's, we're changing the offense and we're going to a conference and we're like, oh, you need to be more like Navy. So really, when was the last time Navy was like relevant? What, Keenan Reynolds? Like they have one year with Malcolm Perry? Like, world's changing, time to move on. Yeah. Dan, I know you have some other notes in here about others, others, just Army sports as a whole. You want to hit those? I just want to say, um, you know, women's cross country got their first Patriot League championship since freaking 2004. That's amazing. Uh, And uh, Army women's soccer coach um, Tracy Chow, I think it's Tracy, definitely Chow, uh, was the uh, Patriot League coach of the year. So I think both of those things are awesome. And I final note, you know, unfortunately, Navy has a good chance of closing the gap on the Star Series in the next couple of months. You know, their men's rugby team has come a really, really long way in a couple of years. And uh, they're definitely going to beat Army women swimming. Army men won last year. So who knows? That star's probably up for grabs. But you wouldn't want to count on that one as one that you need to have to, you know, win the Star Series. But, yeah. yeah. Adding women's rugby helped Army a lot. Yes, it did. Dude, I want to address a comment that came in. Uh, American has a large footprint, not like we're just playing teams in the Northeast. Absolutely agree. And I just want to note that we are joining the American as a football-only member. And so what that means, like I hear people talk about like you know, conference realignment, and does it make sense for USC to be in the Atlantic Coastal Conference? No, absolutely not. But like the women's volleyball, the women's cross-country team, the men's soccer team, they're all still the Patriot League. They are also a bus ride away from the schools, and they play on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday afternoon or whatever it is. The football team has the budget and the means to, they literally charter debt, charter jets from Delta and American to fly where they need to fly. So in terms of them going to the South, that's a two-hour flight. It is faster for them to fly there than it is for them to take a bus to Syracuse in a lot of respects. So I understand some people are concerned. Oh, well, you know, they, their priority needs to be officership and going to school and stuff like that. They're going to be on a jet. They're not taking a bus trip from West Point, New York, down to San Antonio, Texas. They're taking a three-hour flight. So I think it broadens the reach of the academy. Same thing we're seeing with Army Navy games being outside of the same freaking city they've been in for the last 120 years. Going to Boston, that game sold out in like nine and a half minutes. Going to these other cities, that's good. It expands the reach of the academy. It's not just people in the Northeast. No, West Point is now like more people across the U.S. are going to get exposure. So I think that's another very understated benefit of joining the American is that additional publicity. So. Any any final notes on generic army sports or the move to the American? No, just for me as a sprint guy, I love watching Army beat Navy, especially on the sprint team, because uh, that was one of the things that uh, we didn't get to do the whole time we were there. We oh, were wow. two, yeah, we were two and two against Navy. So you know, watching the the guys beat Navy, beating Navy your senior year is is that's definitely the way to go out, which is what we did, but uh, not always the case. 
and Sprint Football is usually a great program. They have gotten a lot better. Uh, Coach West has done a, a tremendous job with the team down there. And, heck, they got their own stadium. So, obviously, they're doing well enough that they built Shea Stadium because, like I said, we were walking up the side of the hill coming out of the field house and walking to Mikey Stadium every Friday night. So, <laughs> the, you know, having facilities down there. That, that's... The core has. We got it, Rob. Thank yeah. you. The core has. They got even a bus. Yeah, two ways when the snow you got on the Hey, so y'all are, you know, y'all being our audience are here to listen to us talk about Army football. Um, there has not been a lot of good to talk about this year. That's just it is what it is. Everyone, it is what it is. But we at Astro Football have made the conscious choice to focus on the positive rather than the negative. Um, we're also on social media, and we see that many of you have been unable to make this choice for yourself. Now uh, none of us are going to sit here and lecture you on your. Oh, yeah. Well, Rob Knightman, are you sure? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lecture you on your reaction because I've had some hot takes on Twitter in the heat of the moment. We get it. Here's the thing, though: being upset that a play didn't go well, or, hey, we got played, we we got out coached. Like directing that at you know an instance is, is very different than saying. We need a new soup and a new athletic director and a new football coach. Everyone needs to get fired. They all suck. I hate this. I'm burning my jersey. Like, that is a massive overreaction. So we at us for football are trying to be positive. We're also trying to be objective. We're not going to be that person on Twitter who says everything's always wonderful and Army's always amazing and we can never do anything wrong because that's not true. But we're also not going to sit here and bash a bunch of 19-year-old kids for going out and doing their best on a Saturday morning. Like, life goes on. The world goes on. Um we need to be better as fans, bottom line. Is the team struggling? Obviously, yes. They can't stop throwing defense. They're fumbling and throwing into double and triple coverage on offense. It's been frustrating, but it's frustrating for the players too. So just just keep that in mind um, as you go through this. Once again, we're not perfect. I'm not saying that everything I've ever put out has been overwhelmingly positive, but I'm at least being transparent. I'm not pretending to be positive on Twitter and then calling it down on a Saturday night to have a panic attack like some of y'all. <clears throat> I'm not going to add anybody, but that was a subtweet. You know who you are. Dan, <laughs> what's take, takes on the game? Can... Um, so, uh, first off, we said before the game that we wanted to see incremental improvement in the offense, and I do feel like we saw that this week. Like, they're running the ball very well with Bryson Daly. And Champ Harris, like, if you're not excited watching Champ Harris play, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it is obvious that he does not have full command of the offense. Okay, mm. at, at a glance, you can see that. And it's also obvious that he's a hero. Yeah, he 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 could use some time in the weight room, but like, yo, we see why they recruited this kid. Like, would they we see why they're like, this is the guy that we that we want to stick in here. Like, that's it's all there. And then you know, second, and this is the take that's going to get us blocked by Coach Thatcher, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't understand the, like his decision making late in the game on two aspects you know first off of the fourth and two you actually absolutely have to have it you know because you're down by two scores but it's not panic time and you're running and instead of running at you've been you know churning out five yards per play instead of just running for that first down you decide to throw to the back of the end zone into triple coverage like I did not like that one. That I did not like. And I just, like, why? I don't, there's no way that the analytics said to do that. There's just no chance that that's what the analytics said to do. And then you're down by two scores, but you have fully 13 minutes and like 45 seconds left in the game and you panic and abandon the run. Like, 
at now, you know, Bryson Daly throwing it all over the place. He's not having a good day throwing the ball. Started throwing a bunch of low percentage deep shots, and that ends with yet another pick in the end zone thrown into double coverage. And the way the, the game played out, like, we really needed one of those scores. So mm-hmm. slow and steady was going to win this race, and instead it, it felt like we tried to get it all back in one play, and that that was not going to occur. So, um yeah, Ray Kimball says it's tradition for AFF to be blocked by Army's offensive coordinator. So maybe that's what's missing for the team. Maybe. Maybe we need some, some good old Brett Davis uh, hissy fits and block us. So, yeah, no, Dan, I, I I agree with you. And that play calling was questionable. However, you know, on the fake punt that wasn't a fake punt, whatever the hell that was, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a fake punt because neither of the up men moved. And so, like, neither of them went to block anybody. So I was like, okay, there's something else going on. But apparently, I I don't know what happened. My point in saying that. That was dreadful, the whole thing. One, I I think mistakes were made. And two, I think, you know, that pass might not have been a designed pass. I I don't know. Because that punt was apparently supposed to go off differently, and it just didn't. I don't know. I I think some things just started falling apart this week. Well, the putter looked like he panicked. So... Well, uh, yeah, there's a there's a comment here. Munkin said in the post game that it was a fake punt. I was going to bring that up too. It was in fact a fake punt. In the moment, I thought it was absolutely the kid just thought it was going to get blocked. Um, same Facebook user says, just as a point, in the last three weeks we've gone up against the number three rusher in the country from Troy. At the time, he was the number one rusher, the number four passer, and the number one receiver from LSU, and the number four rusher in the country from UMass. So they have gone up against some talented kids, like. Okay, that's fine, but they still gave up 231 yards rushing. Like that is a lot of rushing. At one point, that kid from UMass had 10 yards per carry. Like he, he can't be giving up 10 yards per carry. So yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, well. Um. So I mean, b- bottom line, it, things happened, and it, it it just looked like the wheels fell apart. It looks like we were yeah. preparing for something and we didn't get it, and then we were trying to scramble. We like. It was just one of those things where we just like made some mistakes early and then we're never able to recover. And then we tried to overcompensate and like you said, taking those shots and maybe we could have gained the yardage back marching down the field. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're worried about clock management. Maybe there's an injury we're not aware of. I don't know. Um, but Dan, I completely agree with you. Some of that play calling was was questionable. I understand. Hey, if you get eight yards on first down and it's second and two and you want to take a shot, I get it. But when you're down two scores and you take a shot first and second down, and then you're trying to get 10 yards on third down, it, that doesn't seem like a recipe for success, especially at Army. Well, especially with 13 minutes left on the clock. You know, you had time to run a long drive. So, anyway. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is the moment you have all been waiting for. Yeah. We have offered in to the angry colonel moment. Ross, over to you. I'm the, yeah. We're going to put ourselves on mute. Yeah, so I, I, I'm putting the anger in Ranger today because, uh, like, I'm, I'm going to take a break, a pause from the socials on Saturday because the insanity that I see, like, you get everything from the heartfelt story from a former player's mom to, you know, the 70-year-old old grad that's bitching about, like, hey, we need to fire everyone and get rid of everything. But uh, the one thing that I'll say I'm going to lead in with this is just stop the toxicity already. Because these kids are digital natives, they live on social media. So when you guys are blasting out all this stuff on social media and tagging Army football and tagging all these different folks, it's getting back to the players. And the last thing that somebody needs, you know, the the phrase that I've heard and have been used on before is like, nobody needs to know their shitums, right? So if things aren't going well, I don't need to be reminded how poorly things are going, particularly from, you know, 
non-athletic regular people, you know, the person that played their last football game 30 years ago, the person that, you know, is officially retired and all they do is, you know, live and die for dropping stuff on Facebook. So it really, really is, is starting to suck. You know, I know that the team is not doing well and it's not squarely on the offense and it's embarrassing as a fan of a team to watch people harp on the offense and the coaches and not take a broader look at the team as a whole and just yammer on and on like something's wrong with the offense something's wrong with the offense we get it however for those of you clowns that are sitting there saying well why don't we run an offense like air force air force does not run a flex bone anymore have you watched any of their games like most of it's a two fullback set they run different types of offense it's usually a double option not a triple option there's a lot of nuances that make the air force offense significantly different from the Army offense. A lot of guys are using influence blocking now. They're doing a lot more pulling and a lot less cutting. But again, you guys don't watch the line, so you're just going to sit there and bitch. I watch offensive line play. That's what drives me crazy is people that say, well, why don't we run our offense like Air Force? And Air Force doesn't even run the traditional flex bone anymore. So watch a couple games, folks. I got two quick points on the offense. If you're number one in the in FBS in turnover margin and you're giving the ball away, you're not having a good season right that's it that's the bottom line so like we're number one and keeping control of the ball that's not a good thing to be known for and we have a decision-making problem right and that decision-making problem is simply with quarterbacks getting used to a new system where they have to make decisions on the fly it's not like the triple option where i read the key hand the ball off and then i'm either pitching it or running it myself it's a little bit more different We've talked about this all throughout the offseason. Guys are getting multiple options. If you're doing an RPO, that means you have multiple receivers downfield. So that means that's three players that are moving. Then you've got an option to choose to run or an option to pitch or a screen pass. So there's a lot more nuance to the offense that people are, are trying to think. Are we happy that the way it's going? No, I'm not. But, you know, it is what it is. And then moving on to the defense. And the defense is is – where my heart is because back when I was old crusty player like this is where I used to play and so it's kind of one of the things that like weighs heavy on me we got 11 sacks in eight games right Shador Sanders got sacked seven times against UCLA over the past weekend so we're not producing the people we're not producing on the defensive line like we should our defensive line can't get pressure on the quarterback if you can't get pressure on the quarterback it makes everybody's jobs harder period like Who's the standout linebacker here at Army? We know who it is. We know it's Leo Lowen, but Leo Lowen is not putting up numbers like James Nautical or Eric Smith or any of the other guys that were like cornerstone key linebackers that year after year, like he was in the center of the play. Like that guy was there holding it down. You're just not seeing that, and a lot of it is because the defensive line is not playing. Like we have not seen that guy that steps up. I want to see the guy that's like the cornerstone defensive player because you got to have a defensive captain, and it's not just on his uniform. It's in the way that he plays, and that is missing from the team. I saw a post over the weekend that somebody was saying like, well, our secondary is really bad. You could say that, or you could say our defensive line is still not producing because if you're not rushing the quarterback, guess what? If he has time to get through all of his progressions, he's probably going to connect on the pass, right? If he has five seconds to throw or seven seconds to throw, like a receiver can get open with seven seconds. That means the defensive line has to play a little bit harder. You know, the ability right now on our defense to make an average player look like a Heisman Trophy candidate is driving me crazy. You know, and like Dan said previously, like all those guys were like second and third, and now they're like the number one guy in their respective category after playing Army because the defense is getting shredded. And it's not anything other than 
just not getting off the field. And it goes back to the point that I made last week. And it's the point that I will make every time we talk about defense. If you're on the field for 50 or more plays, you're in trouble. That's the bottom line. And then the other thing that I've seen is, you know, the time to start stunning and blitzing is not in the second half when you're down by 14 points. That should be happening earlier in the game to create those opportunities so you can get that, like, like, look, Pumachan will give the ball up. UMass is known for throwing interceptions. He's got, like, what, two more touchdowns and interceptions? And quite frankly— He came in with the same number, three and three. Right? So, like, if you put pressure on this guy, he's probably going to throw the ball away or he's going to scramble. Like, we know what happens with scrambling quarterbacks because, again, if we were getting good defensive line pressure and maintaining contain, then the guy's not going to run all over the place, but then you have a chance to, to roll them up. But, I mean— you got to start taking risks earlier. And like, this is not what we normally see out of a Nate Woody defense is like, they're attacking all the time. They're attacking downhill. And somebody made the comment over the weekend. It was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like we haven't seen a lot of stunts throughout the course of the game. We see them in the second half, but by then it's too late. You know, like you have to get ahead of, you got to get ahead of schedule on the defense. And that means putting the offense behind the, behind the sticks. And then you see Leo Lowen blitz from the corner all the time to take somebody's head off last year. Yeah, we don't we don't see that anymore. Well, and 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 that's part of it. And then and then lastly, like one of the things that really burns my ass, and 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 you watch the freaking, you know, the also rounds on on Facebook talking about, oh my gosh, I can't I can't uh, I can't believe that uh, there are blocking changes in college football. And I can't believe that name, image, and likeness is affecting the way that players are recruited. Like, what planet are you on, dude? And so I'm going to transition real quick and turn this into a cheap plug to the College Football Roundtable. Dan and Joe and I have talked about all these topics. We talked about them in the offseason, and we talk about them every week on the other show. If you're not listening to the other show, you're missing out on all the analysis that we don't put into the Army football show to talk about college football writ large. Yes, $30 million dollars is what you know texas a&m and texas showed up with in nil money at the beginning of the season so if you have 30 million dollars to spend rather than saying hey let's fire all the coaches and everything else build the new damn stadium so we can recruit better players and give our guys an opportunity to win because again all that money that gets funneled into west point i have a pretty pretty good thought on this that uh, Mike Buddy is going to do some good with it because if you look at the top of the rundown, all the great things that are happening in Army sports, it's an off year for college football. Army football does not reload in a year. They reload in a couple years, several years. It takes a recruiting class. And anybody that's going to sit here and harp on and say, hey, we need to fire Coach Munkin, you know, he needs to go. He's the second winningest coach in Army football history. You're sounding like Navy fans, and I'm going to throw you into the same bucket with Chet because if you're willing to fire a great coach after a so-so season, like then you're not a fan of the team and you're definitely not a fan of the coach that, you know, Army spent a lot of time looking into researching and hiring. And I will be all there. He broke himself. Like yeah. remember three or four years ago, everybody wanted to build him a statue. And now we, we want to fire him. Um, Kat left us a comment. So is it unfair to question if this offensive scheme does not fit this team? Hard to understand how Air Force continues for a similar offense with the rule changes. I don't think it's unfair. I think it's premature. Um, and what I mean by that is we have a offensive coordinator who this is his first time coaching at the Division I FBS level. There's a learning curve. I know we would all like to think that 
you know, everyone's a consummate professional. 100% of the time they have all the answers. It's like when you're a kid growing up and you think your mom and dad like have all the answers all the time and then you become an adult and you're like oh shit like they didn't know what they were doing they were figuring it out like he's figuring it out all the coaches are figuring out this is their first time coaching this offense so there's that aspect of it the second aspect is you have seniors who went to the prep school spent freshman sophomore and junior year in a type of offense and then all of a sudden hey senior year you've been playing since fifth grade or five years old you're learning something totally different figure it out like you don't have those leaders who've been in the offense and know what all the plays and they know the playbook because it's a new playbook and they're they're figuring it out too you also have people who are recruited based on their body types based on their skills based on their abilities to be in certain positions on the field and it, it just ha it and now they're doing something different and they're being asked to do a different thing two years ago tyson riley was a fullback now he's a tight end those two positions don't have a lot in common so I totally can't. I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I, Dan, excuse me, Rob addressed some of the stuff differences in Air Force. I, I, I don't think. Like I said, I don't think it's unfair. I think it's just premature. And if in three or four years we're seeing similar results and we're having similar issues, absolutely, let's have a conversation about it. But like, yeah, th this is the first year. Like, give them a chance to, to get going. So this is why we said we wanted to start seeing. Uh, well, first off, let me just say I'm as disappointed as anyone that this sort of didn't work out the way that we thought and and the perfect example is we keep seeing these downfield throws when the offense if you look at what they were running at nebraska carney is really about high percentage short throws and we totally have not seen that um and so that i, I don't understand that and i'm not saying that there's not a reason for it i just like it's a little frustrating and so you know and then they they go and they put in champaris the kid who was recruited for this offense late in the game and you know now he's settled into the game and he doesn't freak out and and actually looks good in the fourth quarter so you know we said we wanted to see improvement in the offense you know you're two and six or whatever army's record is right now what you want to see is improvement steady improvement so i felt we like we saw improvement on the offensive side but if you know if they come out next season and we don't see improvement from you know where we started to where we start next season then Maybe this is a discussion we come back to. Yeah. Well, let's move on from this. You know, we're not going to solve it on this podcast. I know we think we're the three smartest guys in America, but we're not. Um, and there are a lot of people who get paid a lot more money to, to figure out the offense. So um, let's go ahead and let's look at our factor fiction review. Uh, James said fewer than two and a half offensive penalty sacks, a lot of turnovers. Uh, that was fiction. One penalty, but had three turnovers and a lot of sack. Rob said Army has less than 55 defensive plays. Fiction, 60. Uh, Dan, Army commits zero turnovers. Fiction, unfortunately. Uh, I said, does Daly start? Uh, and that was fiction as well. Um, we did see Daly come in. It was a, they, they said it was a game-time decision, and I think it was based on how he, how he was feeling. So uh, let's take a break from football for a second. Dan, why don't you tell us about our other sponsor? Yeah, man. Craig Oxane, Vice President of Residential Lending for Draper and Kramer in Chicago. Craig is a member of the West Point Class of 1994, licensed to lend in all 50 states. Based out of Chicago, one of the largest VA lenders in the country. Friends, Craig is going to give you the best deal he possibly can. And I don't know if you guys have bought a house before, but the mortgage process is not straightforward in any way. Interest rates move all over the place. You wind up having to sign like a literal stack of papers that's two inches high. 
and and it's like, what am I signing here? And let me tell you, it is not the time to deal with somebody who just thinks you're a number or an opportunity to make a sale. Like you don't want to go with some random big box bank, some mindless website, get a mortgage from China.com. Like that's not what you want to do. And this is how the Nest, how the West Point Network actually functions. Craig is helping us stay in business here at Astro Football, and we're helping you get the best deal on a mortgage that you possibly can by introducing you to the guy that you definitely need to meet. Craig does not charge lending fees for veterans. That's a savings of like 1300 bucks. Like if 1300 bucks is not a lot of money to, for you, send it to Astro Football because we will put that to work on this show. So Craig Oxane, Vice President of Residential Lending, Check him out. His link is on our website. Go to astrofootball.com. Press a little button. Fill out a little questionnaire. You'll be talking to Craig in a couple of hours. And I'm telling you, like, we've heard nothing but glowing reviews about his service. It's just, it's the best thing you can do if you're trying to buy or refinance a house. Thanks, Dano. Let's talk Air Force. Um, it's going to be a tough game this week. Air Force is good. 8-0, number 17 in the nation. Um, they are a good football team who also has a very easy schedule. So I watched their game against Colorado State, and Air Force is definitely beatable. Uh, but it, it's it's going to take a lot. Just let's be honest with each other. Um, Dan, why don't you take us to the offense, and then Rob will take us to the defense. So, yeah, man, they have that high-powered, fully functional triple option offensive attack that everybody's jealous of this year. Quarterback Zach Larrier. Track star Zach Larrier, if you guys didn't know, has been 28 of 40 passing, which is 70% completion percentage for 651 yards, six touchdowns, no intersections, interceptions. He's taken just five sacks, 111 carries, 533 yards. That's about five yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns. Like, what a find. You get this kid who's got track speed, who can also make throws and good decisions in the offense. Where the hell has this guy been for the last couple of years? That's what I want to know. Um, fullback, uh, Emmanuel Michelle, 155 carries, almost 700 yards, four and a half yards per carry, nine touchdowns, you know, triple option fullback. Running back, John Lee Eldridge the third, 49 carries, 408 yards, 8.3 yards per carry, five touchdowns, four catches, 35 yards, one receiving touchdown. And then finally, a wide receiver, Jared Rosnos, 10 catches, 313 yards, two touchdowns. It's everything you want to see if you're a service academy running a triple option. They've got quarterback, fullback, running back, receiver. It's a good team, good offense. Yeah. Defensively, Rob? All right, defense. Uh, they're number two ranked defense against rushing. They've only allowed 65.8 yards a game. That's 2.4 yards to carry. They've given up four rushing touchdowns all season. They have two of the top four tacklers or linebackers, and the other two are safeties. They have 21 sacks on the season. Their turnover margin is plus four. Air Force has five interceptions and four forced fumbles. They've lost five fumbles themselves, but when you're getting, you know, four other opportunities, it helps out quite a bit. The key players are um, linebacker Alec Mock. He has 59 tackles, 36 solo, one pass defended. One INT, two forced fumbles. Trey Taylor has 56 tackles, 29 solo. He has a, a half a sack. He's got three passes defense and two interceptions. And Jonathan Youngblood, 53 tackles, 26 solos, and one interception. Bottom line is they have a decent run stuffing defense. It looks very, very similar to the 2017-2018 Army defense that was able to kind of shut down the run, and then you took your your chances in the air. Uh, special teams, uh their kicker, Matthew DePore, is 25 for 26 on PATs. He's 7 for 9 on field goals. His sole kick 
This old missed kick was from 30 plus, and he's five from six at uh, 40 yards. Uh, there, Car- uh, Carson Bay, the punter, averages about 45 yards per punt. Air Force is not allowing much punt return yardage when you have a good defense and you have decent defenders on a, uh, you know, you have decent defenders on a, on a uh, special teams. Usually, don't get a lot of return yardage. Uh, yeah. Bottom line is, uh, I think the. I'll hit the final notes. This game really says Army has no chance on paper. It's an academy game, so you never know. Uh, you know, even Vegas is is tip to, tipping towards the under. So they had 34 points. And given the way that Air Force and Navy played, it's going to be a low-scoring game. There's 23 points in that game. Army's opened up as a plus 18-and-a-half uh, favorite. The line's moved to 19 points uh, just recently. Vegas is expecting, you know, a low-scoring game. So take the under if you're a gambling man. Uh, kickoff is at 2.30 on CBS Sports. That's because it's on the left coast. And uh, the weather should be decent. The highs in the low to mid-60s. And my thoughts on the game, very, very simple. Like, it's it's now a two-game season, gentlemen. You know, Army has two games that they really need to win, Air Force and Navy. One is going to be harder than the other one. See if they can pull something together and, and actually just produce a, you know, a winning scheme. And I'll pause there. Jordan, it yeah. catches some good weather for your reunion there. I know. I know. It'll be it'll be nice. So it's like I said, it's forty something and rainy in San Antonio. So at least it'll be partly cloudy and sixty uh in Denver. Uh but yeah, it's my five year class reunion. Um, so if you happen to be at the game, let me know on Twitter and uh we'll see if we can meet up, take a picture for the gram. Dan, what are your thoughts on the game? I am nervous about this one. Uh last time I felt this way was in twenty nineteen. Uh, but if you recall that 2019 game, like Army played really, really well, gave themselves a, a chance to win. That was the game Jabari Laws went 9 of 11 passing for 200 yards and a touchdown. So there's definitely hope. But um, I'll also say that if things don't go our way, like I'm going to need folks to take a deep breath and relax. Like you're not on the team. You don't block. You don't tackle. You don't run the football. Like guys, it, for us, it's a TV show. Like breathe. So if you're at the game, like Jordan's going to be, enjoy it, catch some beers with your buddies, catch up with your friends. Like this is why Army football is awesome. Yeah, the, the football is is awesome sometimes, but it's it's totally about the relationships. Uh, so, you know, check in with your buddies and enjoy yourself. And if you don't do that, that's your fault. And if you're at home, if, you're, if it's going to ruin your week, like catch the highlights or something, seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, if you're don't throw something at your TV and break your TV and then yell at your wife, like, just don't do it. Just get up and walk away. It's okay. Nobody's going to think less of you. Um, I, I assure you, everybody on this, on this, this show, there's nothing you can do to change the outcome. Um, Army football is not for the faint of heart. Like we know this, I, I always joke. It's, it's like a, a religious test. Like it's just a test of faith. So, um, yeah, and, you know, beyond just this game, there's a ton of good Army, you know, college football this weekend, LSU at Bama. We're going to talk about that on Roundtable. So, like, do not let this one game ruin your your freaking weekend. We all hope Army wins. I promise you I'm as big an Army football fan as anyone. But if they don't, don't internalize something over which you have no control. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Um, I really don't have much else to add. You know, we're, we're going to see what happens. It's you know, I'm, I'm not going to have my fiance sit through the, the game and if I'm going to be an asshole. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Might leave at halftime. We'll see. Um, let's jump into fact or fiction. Fact. That is correct. 
for fiction. Incorrect. Rob, so uh, Arby has 55 pays or less on defense. I'm just going to toss that one back out there since Dan doubled down. I'm going to double down on this one. We'll see if that becomes fact or fiction this week. Uh, 55 plays or less on defense. I'm going to say fiction. I'm sorry to say. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe both teams run the crap out of the ball, and there's just not that many plays overall. But, yeah, man. Um, listen, I want these guys to stop the run, and if they can get it together and stop the run, then it's all good. But if if this running defense doesn't come together, then it's just going to be a long day, you know, bottom line. Yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to double down. I say Army commits zero turnovers. I'm going fact. I'll go fact. I'm going to go fact. Sure. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll double down. I'll triple down. Uh, Daly gets the start. Oh, Daly's going to get the start. Dude, they'll, they'll have him out there in a walking boot. Are you kidding me? Okay, Dan. Trying to be on brand. Thought we were doing something as a team. Fucking models in it. I'll just back the agreement there. Yeah, that's dry, Rob. I stepped on you. Okay. Now you're fine. Dano. Uh, yeah, so if you like Astro football and, you know, you want to help us support our coverage of Army sports and the American Conference football, like, we could use your help through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Astro football. Uh, go there to learn more. There's also some links like all over our website. At the yearling level, you get our weekly games and locks of the week, which is a Patreon-only exclusive thing. It's it's one of my personal favorite things to write because they just talk about what the games are going to be that week and then rehash the the picks we made on Roundtable. At the Cal level, you also get our scouting report, which is when we talk about how Army's opponents are doing, which was a lot more important when Army was not part of a conference. Now that we're going on a conference uh, – we may change that up a little bit, but um, we just we just talk about like where Army's place is in the greater college scheme of college football. At the first level, again, this is why we're doing the show publicly this week. You get to be on the show with us here like this through Facebook or YouTube. Um, you also get exclusive access to our Firsty Club, which is our private group for our top level patrons. Like it's the best place to talk Army football just because we're all super fans. Obviously, we try really hard to keep it positive. Like that's just the way the group is. We're lucky that way. And it's a private group, so whatever happens there, it just sort of stays there. So, you know, your 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 pointed criticisms can be a little bit more pointed because they're not getting back to nobody. It's a private group. Um, and we've had a lot of fun with these live recordings. You know, we got a, a lot of our favorite firsties on right now, and it's been uh, it's been fun to have them on here and, and to sort of get feedback from the peanut gallery. So, if you're interested in this, if you've enjoyed doing this show, you know, join us, and that's something that you can do. Um, you know, plus let me just say reality is we spent a lot of money improving this show over the past year or so. We're now on StreamYard. We're using Podcastle AI to improve the sound quality. We've got regular recording times just so everyone can join us live. Like that stuff takes time and it takes money. And that's why I'm asking for your support. So yeah, man. Um, as for football can't control, as we said, how the team plays, right? What we can control is what we talk about and how we talk about it. This is why we're doing general college football on roundtable. This is why we're starting to do coverage of the American Conference. Like, yeah, Army is struggling this year, and they're going to bounce back, and we're going to be here when they do. But in the meantime, it's an awesome college football season, and we have a show especially for that. So, you know, if you want to be part of it, we'd love to have you. Thanks, Dan. Um... Do we have a favorite thing this week? 
going to a reunion, dude, in Denver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to my reunion in Denver. So that's my favorite thing. There you go. You have plans? Uh, so we're flying in Thursday, or should be Friday night, so we're going to miss the dinner. Oh, um, uh, that stinks. We're, yeah, we're tailgating with, I think, like the West Point Parent Society of Denver Okay. Um, before the game, so that'll, that'll be pretty good in the game, and then I'm sure we'll do something after. Our reunion is like a seven-day thing. It's like people are flying in t- tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and we have stuff like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and like Sunday night. So um, I, I don't... Yeah, I got to work. I got a job, so I can't get much time off for my reunion. But um, it should be a good time. Yeah, I, uh, I, the only reunion I went to the, I went to our twentieth at West Point, and I went to our twenty fifth before the Army Air Force game when it was in Texas, and both of those were just awesome. And I, I think maybe the reunions, um, as you get older, are, are a little bit more on point. So anyway, enjoy yourself, Jordan. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty, it's. It's going to be weird for me, you know, because I, I didn't commission, right? I got a golden handshake. So all my classmates are either re-upping their service commitment or as their five years. So they're, they're getting out of the Army and yeah. trying to figure out their life. So I haven't had much in common with any of my classmates for the last five years. Being in, well, you know, I, I'll tell you what. So when those guys get out, ask you for your thoughts. Give them your thoughts because absolutely, it's it's nine. Even if you only do your five years, it's still nine years in the in the box. Mm-hmm. And coming out is is a hell of a different. It it's very different. Like, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was hard for me four years and trying to transition and figure my life out. So I can only imagine you know double yeah. or more of that amount of time. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to having more in common with some of my classmates. Yeah. Well, Ray made a good point, and and I and I've said this numerous times. Uh, Everybody's cooler in their forties. Yeah, <laughs> a little more success, a little bit more time to put two yeah. together. Yeah, I, I, I think just relative success and, and and the ability to like like you genuinely want to catch up with folks. Like, oh hey, I haven't seen that person in twenty years, you know. And I hadn't been to any of my uh, reunions until the twenty eighth or the twenty fifth. Different reasons though, but uh, it's always nice to 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 run into folks and just catch up. You know, it's a great opportunity. And you know, if you really you know, if you're one of the diehard networkers, what a great opportunity to network. Because there's a ton of people doing cool stuff, you know, particularly in your 40s. Like, guys have moved on to, to much greener pastures, and they're doing some pretty neat things. So it's always nice to reconnect. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's let's close this out because we got another show starting in seven minutes. And uh, if you're with us live, join us for Roundtable, man. Um, we don't usually do these shows back-to-back, but especially now with the Army struggling, like, embrace the rest of college football with us that's that's all i can say sweet thanks dan thanks rob thanks all and for uh, your force beat him thanks for listening to the ask for football army football show tune in next week as ask for football brings you more army football analysis we'd like to thank our sponsor firebarn.com firebarn is the world's first online platform for auctions and sales of farm animals firebarn is dedicated to helping small farmers in america and it's extended special discounts to military veterans we want to continue the growth of the small farming industry. Go to buyerbarn.com forward slash military. That's buyerbarn, B-Y-R-E-B-A-R-N.com to learn more. Or to get started, email them at info at buyerbarn.com. Thanks again for listening to the Army Football Show. And as always, beat Navy.